Hallelujah. Just on a bit of a roll. Oh, bless the Lord. We could, we could worship him. We could just continue to worship. So we will worship him in truth this morning. There's an invitation for you to worship him in the truth this morning. Glory to God. That means that everything that has been oppressing and depressing you, the answer's coming. And as you celebrate, the breakthrough comes. Hallelujah. Whoa. Well, God's going for your thought realm. Have you noticed that over the last, yeah? The last month, he's going after our thoughts. He wants our thoughts. Amen? He wants to change the way we think. He wants to make some adjustments. Amen? He wants to make some adjustments in the way we're doing life. But, you know, to do that, he's got to make some adjustments around our thought realm. Hallelujah. Colossians 3, verse 1. If then you were raised with Christ. Is anyone here raised with Christ? You know that you're seated at the right hand. You're born again. He's raised you up together with him. Yeah. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind. Does someone say mind? Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of earth. For you died. Oh, glory to God. Oh, isn't that awesome? When someone reminds you of your past, say, who? That person's dead. Amen? And you can say to the devil, stop reintroducing me to him. He's dead. Amen? He's dead and buried. For you died. And your life is hidden with Christ, that is, the anointed in his anointing, in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also, also will appear with him in glory. In the New Living Translation, it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in a place of honour at the right hand. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. Amen? Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. You see, God wants to change the way we think. He brings his word to change the way we think. Bless the Lord. Set your mind on the things above. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, verse 18, it says, While we do not look at the things which are seen. In other words, the circumstances around you which aren't lining up with the word of God. We, we don't look at those things, but at the things which are not seen. For the things, all these things, 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 all the things that are capture, capturing our attention. God's saying, uh, we're not looking at that. We're not looking at those things which are seen because they are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen? Now, when he says temporary, he says, don't look at the things that the enemy wants you to trip over. Yeah? Because they're temporal. What does he mean? They are subject to change. And if he can change the way he, we're thinking, 
then we can begin to subject those things to change, to come under subjection to our authority. Amen? To the authority of the Word of God. Someone say this is a good word because it really is. Change your life. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the things of this world you notice can change in an instant. Your circumstances can change in an instant. Amen? But the Word of God is always the same. It never changes towards you. It's always full of life. It's always full of health and healing. Amen? Oh, it never changes. The Scriptures tell us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. It's eternal. His Word is eternal. And you have been given eternal life. Oh, hallelujah. You see, you received eternal life when you were born again. That means that you're an eternal being and you begin to, he wants to renew your mind so that you would see everything from an eternal perspective. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go with me to Isaiah 55. We'll start at verse 6. You can start, you can just sit on these words the minute you start reading. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Let's look at that seek. You know, it, it's not just have a glimpse of him. It says, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he be, may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. Praise God. I didn't even think of that. Mercy, mercy, mercy. His mercy is new every morning. Amen. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts, the Lord saying, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Now we can stop there if we want to, but we're not going to stop there. Amen. He says, seek the Lord. I'm just going, reading again. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake. Someone say forsake. Forsake his way and the unrighteous man... His thoughts, in other words, forsake his ways and his thoughts. Right? Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. You see, there's a turning taking place this morning in our midst. Because Holy Spirit is present to bring to pass what his word, the word that's being released right now. Yeah? Bless the Lord. He's having mercy on us. We're changing our ways and we're changing our thoughts. God's doing it. Is he comes to help us. He never sends a word that he isn't sending also or imparting and enabling grace to do it. Yeah? And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Now, in verse 8 we see, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. But what he's saying is the natural man does not think like me. The natural man does not think like me. So what he's saying here is forsake or renounce or give up. Give up your ways and give up the way you're thinking. Give up your ways and give up the way you are thinking. For forsake actually means renounce or give up. It also means formally declare an abandonment and abandon those thoughts. Abandon those ways. Renounce. Refuse to abide by relinquish, abandon, give up. Oh, hallelujah. 
refuse to abide by, refuse to recognise the old way of thinking and the old ways. Because God's saying the way you're living isn't the way I live. And the way you're thinking isn't the way I think. He's saying forsake them. Forsake them. Hallelujah. In verse 9 he says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth. Oh, praise God. Isn't it amazing the way he just dovetails everything in together? I mean, we were praying in the spirit this morning and he said, I'm taking you up higher. Jude 20 says, Beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Rise like an edifice. Amplified. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. You know, we've got to get our thoughts up higher. We need the Spirit of God to take us up higher. And there's, there's, there's an enabling grace on praying in the Holy Spirit to take you into a place where you can start thinking like God thinks. You see, what he wants to do is download his thoughts. Oh, hallelujah. He wants to download the way he thinks into your life, into your mind. Amen. Someone says, I need to think like God. Yeah. Amen. For my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. He wants to take you higher. He wants you to soar above the circumstances. Amen. Hallelujah. He wants you to soar above the stuff. People say, how are you coping like this? Say, what, flying? I'm above that stuff. Scripture says, I'm above only. I am not beneath. I am the head. I am not the tail. I am above only and I am not beneath the circumstances. I am not under the circumstances. The word of the Lord comes to me to lift me up into a higher place. And I cooperate with the operation of the Holy Spirit. And as I pray in tongues, he takes me up higher. My view changes. He changes my view with his word. I see things differently. I begin to imagine myself standing in the victory. Amen. Oh, come on. Walking in the victory. Hey. Hey. Come and listen. Come and drink. It's not costing you anything. Just simply through the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. Surrendering the way I used to think. Surrendering my ways unto the Lord. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. When I was meditating on this scripture, I'll read it again. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. We saw a bit earlier, forsake them. Forsake your thoughts. Amen. And, and I'm just meditating on the Lord said to me, think above the fray. And of course I saw the spelling. Walk above the fray. Walk above the fray. Not, not our language, right? Yeah. So I looked it up, as you do. As you do. Oh, glory to God. I have God moments when he does this with me, you know, and I don't know what he's saying and I get words and I just, I look them up and they're so in keeping with what he's saying in my heart. I just get excited about it, you know. I mean, the, the, the most amazing thing is to hear from God, to hear him speak to you. And when he confirms it with signs following in the dictionary, you just think, woohoo, he talks to me. How good is that? 
Awesome. Anyway, all right. <laughs> he said, think above the fray and walk above the fray. Now, fray means a fight, struggle or disagreement that involves many people. And then in the dictionary, get this, it says above the fray. It said above the fray. And he says it's F-R-A-Y. Not directly involved in an angry or difficult struggle or disagreement. Church, we have to get above this stuff that's going on. We have to walk above the fray. We have to think above the fray. All the distractions and the disagreements and everything. It's said in the dictionary, above the fray. Oh, glory to God. Let's get up there and begin to see things from God's perspective. He's not worried. He's not anxious about what's going on in the world. Amen. You see, your thoughts will determine your ways. The natural man, he says, knows not the thoughts of God. But we want to have a faith mindset. And to have a faith mindset, we need to have a heavenly mindset. We need to set our thoughts on the things that are above. What does that mean to me practically? On the answer and not the problem. On the answer, not the problem. Someone says, well, that's a bit difficult. You don't know my situation. He, 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 he isn't. <laughs> Turn to someone and say, he's got all of that covered. He's got it all covered. He's got it all covered. He never left your problem out. He never left your circumstance out. Amen? As a matter of fact, he knows what you're going through right now. And he looked ahead and he saw today. So he sent the answer yesterday in Jesus Christ. Amen? By sending the word, right? The word of God, Jesus Christ, right? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And showed us how to walk in victory. Someone say he lost his life. No, he, well, he, no one took his life. He laid his life down. And he laid it down in order to take it up again. Oh, glory. Come on. Give God glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we need a heavenly mindset to have a faith mindset. If we're not thinking the way he thinks, our thoughts will hinder our faith. Faith. See, often we think we're in faith, but we're actually we're thinking something entirely different. You know, um, we actually need our faith and our thoughts to walk hand in hand. Yeah? Verse 9, it says, in Isaiah 55 again. It says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. It's like thoughts and ways work together. They hold hands. Proverbs 16, verse 3, says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. We see them there, hand in hand again. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So is he. In other words, I know how you think. We know how our, we're thinking or what we're thinking, right? Because we're living it out. We're living it out. Amen? Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father.
Now, where he's talking, when he's talking here, he's talking about thoughts and um, we know that he's speaking about, you know, you do know that your soul wasn't saved, don't you? You know it's your spirit that's saved. Yeah? But our souls need saving. Yeah? If we look in, um, so what are we going to do with our soul? What are we going to do with our thoughts? Yeah? James 1 verse 21 says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. Don't you love that? Filthiness and overflow of wickedness. That's what's going on in the world. It's filthy out there. He's saying lay it aside. Lay it aside out of your thoughts and lay it out of your life. Lay it aside out of your life. And receive with meekness. What does meekness mean? Teachability. Teachability. I mean, if you don't listen to anyone else, just listen to the word of God. Amen? Father knows best. Receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Our souls need saving so that our souls come in line with our spirit because we've already got the divine life of God in our spirit. God dwells on the inside of us. He's on the inside of us. He knows all, thi- all things. Yeah? He knows all things. You've been given an anointing. 1 John 1 tells us you've been, you've been given anointing of the Holy One and you know all things. He's on the inside of you. Amen? In the Amplified, this scripture says it contains the power to save your soul. This word contains the power to save our souls. Our minds are to become aligned with the word of God. And when that happens, we begin to walk in the spirit. We begin to walk in another realm. We begin to walk in a higher realm. God is calling us up higher, church. He's calling us higher to begin to walk and live out of another realm. Yeah? Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Whoa. When we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. I'm busy getting rid of all your problems and your stuff. He says, just walk in the spirit. Just walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. In other words, walk in the lead, the, with the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead you into an experience of the truth. He's going to lead you into freedom. He's going to lead you into freedom from all that stuff that has been hindering you. Amen. He's going to lead you into peace. He's going to lead you into joy. Amen? Come on. That's where his word leads you into. When you're meditating the word of God, it will lead you into peace. What do you mean into peace? Into an experience of a peace that passes your understanding. In other words, you're going to look around the world, look what's going on and say, I don't know why I've got this peace, but you know something? I'm holding on to it. It's a good place. And in that place of peace, you'll just think, everything's okay. You know why? Because God's got it. And if he's got you, if he's got your meditation, oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. If he's capturing your thoughts, then he's got you. He's got you right in the palm of his hand. When our minds come into alignment, we can pick up verse 11, which verse 11 says, Hey, I'll go on with that in a minute. No, I won't. Verse 11 of Isaiah 55. So shall my word be. You see, if he gets your thoughts and he gets your words. If he gets your thoughts and he gets your ways. Because your words are your ways. Amen. If he gets your thoughts 
He's going for your thoughts and your ways first. He's saying, renounce the stuff. I'm going for that. But this is what sets you up for verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Hey, you see, there's a divine setup. You've got to look at the verses around. He's setting you up so that he can use your mouth to establish his thoughts towards you. See, it's no good just sprouting off the word of God and not renouncing your ways or your thoughts. And many can be disappointed because they're sprouting off the word of God and still doing things their way. Yeah? But God requires us to take on his ways, to take on his thoughts. Because there's a transformation that must take place. In Romans 12, it says to us, doesn't it? The scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. This is a good word. Hey. You see, it says, if you think the way I think, when you speak, your words will accomplish what I please. Amen? When you think the way I think, when you speak, your words will accomplish what I please. And what does he please? We went there last week. Third John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Got a lot of things happening in these verses, haven't we? Things, things, things. And be in health just as your soul prospers. What does that mean? Just even as or to the, the same proportion as your soul prospers. Amen. He's going for our souls. He wants our souls. He has us because we're born again. We are spirits, but he's going for our souls. Why? Because he wants our souls and our spirit in agreement. Amen. Because we're two Agree as to touching anything, it shall be established for them. There's healings, there's, there's, there's things that God wants to bring into manifestation. You see, your body is going to get into line when your soul's re- renewed and, and, and your spirit and your soul are in agreement with each other. Romans 12, verse 1. Ha, ha, ha. You see, when, you, when you're meditating God's thoughts, you begin to walk in a realm that so many Christians have never experienced. That's why they, get, um, they feel hopeless. You know, but, but, you know, we don't try the Word of God. We live the Word of God. Amen? Romans 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now let's hook on to verse 3. For I say... Through the grace given to me that everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But to think soberly 
as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. We see think again three times there. You see, your faith and your renewed mind are to partner together. Faith and your renewed mind are to partner together. You can't think anything you like and operate in faith where I went there before. Right? We, we just can't do that. It won't happen for you. You're going to be very disappointed. The two have to come together. What's in your heart and what's in your head. Now James 1 verse 6 says, he's talking about asking for wisdom here, but I believe it runs parallel. You know, it's, 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 it's a principle in the word. He says, but let him ask in faith, not doubting, with no doubting. For he who doubts, remember doubts in the mind, not in the heart. You're, there's nothing, your, your heart is full of faith. God's given you the measure of faith and it, it abides in your heart. Amen. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let no man that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded man and unstable in his way. So what he's saying is you're going to doubt. It's, you can't receive from God. You can't receive from him if you're doubting. Amen. And it's not about, you know, some people think, oh, well, he won't give me anything if I'm in doubt. No, no, no. You can't receive. It's for you. But it's hard for you to receive if your mind's going two ways with it. He says, I want your mind and your faith, your heart in agreement. Someone say in agreement. That means that I've got some things to do. I need to study the word of God. I need to meditate the word of God. As a matter of fact, like Joshua, he said, meditate my word day and night that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Oh, thou may be successful and prosper. Amen. What? Take the land. Take the promise. Hallelujah. Come on. It is good. God is good. His word is good. You see, doubting cannot receive. We cannot receive when we are double-minded. What are we going to, how are we going to, we're going to fix our mind on the word of God. Amen. Bless the Lord. It's your mind that doubts, not your spirit. If our mind is troubled, we cannot receive. Anxieties, we talked about them the last two weeks. We've discussed this. Get the podcast if you weren't here. Anxiety, worry, cares, which, you know, we've looked at the last couple of weeks. They come and we saw that they choke the word. They make it unfruitful. I can't be thinking on two things. I can't be thinking on the problem and the promise and expect to be in a position to receive from God. Yeah? Hey. Wow. We saw in Philippians 4, 6, and we'll, we'll read it again. We've read it, the, read it the last two weeks. You know what? We need to read it again. Turn to someone and say, we need to read it again. We need to get it into our spirit. Amen? We need to renew our minds. It says, be anxious for nothing. Turn to someone and say, nothing. You got nothing. Not a thing. You don't know my circumstances. Not a thing. None of you qualify to be anxious or worried about anything. You get that faith in your heart, you can speak to that mountain and tell it to get out of the way. Amen? I'm coming through. I'm coming through. Everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known of God and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and your minds. Heart and minds. Heart and minds. There we see them too, holding hands together again. Amen. Heart and mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Minds are to be kept. 
And I'll finish here. I, I, well, I'll finish here. How you going? You all right? I'm going to finish here. I'm going to get the guys to come up. Please, can I have the worship team up? Because that first song was just aced it, mate. You aced it. It's exactly what I, you know, I couldn't think of a better song to sing. So you can just get ready. Hey, don't you love it? Remember when Chip Brim was here, Billy's son, and he said, he said to us, are you ready? And he got us all saying, I was born ready. I was born ready. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Great word. We all remember it, hey? Give me a wave if you were here when that was said and you remember it. Look at that. That's amazing. That's so good. So good. So good. Hey. But let's go to Psalm 103. You, you, you see me bringing this out a whole heap of times. But this is what I do. Do you know, do you know what I've been doing, you know, if, if there's a pain or something that comes up? As they do, or a twinge or something. Immediately I say, he healed all. He healed all. I actually don't want to track you and find out what you are. Because whatever you are, you qualify as all. I said, whatever you are, you qualify as all. So I don't need a name. I actually don't need a name so I can check out Google or whatever and find out what you are. Because you're a sickness or you're a disease, and so you're part of the all. You've got to jump on it, you know. You've got to jump on these things. Don't give them one inch of your meditation, not one second of it. So Psalm 103, start from verse 1. This is what David did with his soul. And let's face it, he had a lot of circumstances to contend with. Is that right? Found himself in deep trouble because of his ways sometimes and what he'd been meditating on. But he found himself in some deep trouble. He said to his soul, he was speaking to himself, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And then he went on and said, And all that is within me, bless his holy name. So, uh, so, so this spirit of mine is taking charge. That's what he's saying. Amen. I, I'm taken over here. And I'm speaking to my soul and I'm saying, soul, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You see, we get forgetful. And what's going to remind us of the benefits? The word of God. Going to remind us of what he's done. Amen? Because we can get forgetful. Have you noticed that? I mean, if you're miserable or depressed or, 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 or yeah, 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 you've got stinking thinking right now, you forgot some things about God. Maybe you never found out about him. Maybe there's more you need to know. You know, we're going to be learning about him for, the, for eternity. If you're depressed and oppressed, you have forgotten some things. David is saying, bless the Lord and don't forget. Don't forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Concentrate now. Come on. Come back with me. I'm not finished. Just come back. You can admire the children when we're finished. I'll go run around and you can see them then. 
Forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Someone say all. All your sins, all, all your mistakes, all your faults, all, all your mishaps. He forgives it all and he heals all you. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you. With, he's speaking to himself. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. In other words, I'm going to give you some good things to say. I'm going to change your language. Amen. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I said, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Strong, overcoming and soaring, says the Amplified. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. He wants to restore our soul with his word. Psalm 23. says that he leads us into green pastures. He restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack any good thing. I won't be in want. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now, remember there in Isaiah 55, the scripture said, I want you to forsake your ways and I want you to forsake your thoughts. Talking about your unrighteous thoughts and ways. Right? Because he wants to do something in your life. Amen. He wants to take you to a higher place so that you begin to think higher, speak higher, so he can establish his word in your life. So what I want you to do is I want you to stand up if you would. If you feel too, if you're in agreement with that word and you feel like forsaking a few things and I'm not going to ask you to come and, hey, <laughs> you know what you've got to do. You know what you've you know you got to shift about your thinking. I'm going to ask Beth to come forward. And Beth's going to lead us in a prayer, a corporate prayer. But I'd ask you to close your eyes and I'd ask you to just think soberly about the word that you just heard. I'd ask you to think, just pause for a minute. Maybe close your eyes so you're not looking at other people, but you're looking in, inside and you can, you know that there's some shifts and some changes that need to play, place, but they won't take place unless you change, unless you change your thoughts and you change your ways. Amen? But I'm going to ask Bethy if she'll lead us through a prayer and deal with this stuff right now, yeah? And I'm not asking you to look under rocks or try and search for something. Because immediately, even now, Holy Spirit is revealing to you something that you just need to shift and change in the way you think, in your attitudes, in the way you're approaching life, maybe. I don't know. We've all got stuff. Be sure of that. Whew. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> So just repeat after me. Dear Lord, thank you that you sent your son that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for entertaining 
for allowing any thoughts that do not come directly from your throne of grace. Forgive me, Lord, for letting them settle on my mind. Forgive me, Lord, for fellowshipping with them, for looking at them, for giving them the time of day. I repent from listening to and partnering with any thought that brings me any kind of grief, depression, sadness, lack, rejection. And I reject all of these thoughts in the name of Jesus. And I send them to the feet of the cross. Forgive me, Lord, for not remembering momentarily where I am seated, that I am seated with you far above all principality, all power, all dominion, all might, every name that is named, not only in this world and this age, but also that which is to come. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me that I am seated with you, that I rule and I reign as a king in this life. For you have given me an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness that I might rule and reign in every area of my life as a king, as a queen, because you have told me to. I renounce every word, every lie, and I ask you, Jesus, when these thoughts come, that you would remind me of who I am, of who you are, of what your word says about me, that I would release those words over those thoughts that I may know, that I may decree and declare as a child of God that you have set me free. Forgive me for not taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, which is to declare who I am, whose I am, where I am, where I'm going. Thank you, Father, that you are the head, that all things are beneath your feet. And because of that, all things are beneath my feet. 
because we are the church, the ecclesia, the body of Christ, and you fill us all in all. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us the truth every day, in every situation. Keep us alert and awake and ready in your precious name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Thank you. Amen. Someone said amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering and thank him for everything. Amen. That he's poured out into our lives this morning. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory.